listeners, and welcome to Project Understory, a nonfiction storytelling podcast that delves into the deeper meaning of nature experiences. Does your love for the outdoors resonate in your bones? So does ours. We are storytellers, students, and teachers connected to the Central Wisconsin Environmental Station. We are meaning makers, seeking to understand the world and ourselves better through the dappled shade of a balsam fir or the haunting call of a loon across a lake. Here, you can hear our stories of adventure and contemplation, and perhaps discover your own understory. everyone, and welcome to Suez's Project Understory podcast. My name is Jordan Gady, and I'm a wildlife education major in practicum at UWSP. I work as a teacher at Suez, and today I'm going to talk about something a little different than your normal podcasts. I am going to talk about Disney World, and not just Disney World, but the time where COVID ruled our lives and how Disney brought me back out of uncertainty. For a lot of us, and especially myself, COVID put reality into perspective. We were all away from our family, friends, hobbies, and normal life was put on hold for an untold amount of time, which was super great. There were also layoffs and a lot of cuts happening in the world and a ton of them were happening in the environmental education and zoo fields where I really didn't feel safe committing to a career path that seemed so ephemeral. With all of this uncertainty, my family, which includes my mom, my dad, my sister and I, decided that we were going to get some normalcy back in our lives and planned a trip to Disney World. We've always been a Disney family, and visiting reminds us of all the amazing memories and all this nostalgia that keeps us young at heart. We hoped that the virus didn't rip through Disney like it did through the rest of the businesses and communities throughout the world, but we were mistaken. When we arrived in Florida, other than the masks and anxiety that came along with going into public, the warm heat from the sun on our very, very pale winter skin felt so good that it almost melted away all of the worries from our minds. Walking into the park seemed normal. Normal magical music. Normal screaming and amazing rides. Normal delicious and dreamt of food. From the outside, it looked like any other normal park. But there were some things missing that a regular goer would catch. Disney has a college and foreign worker program that recruits employees from all over the country and all over the world that are so excited and happy to work on the most wonderful place on earth. The virus prevented those programs from happening, so Disney World was painfully understaffed. Everyone was stressed in the park, the park was dirty, stores were empty and closed because of lack of inventory, and the smiles and joy on everyone's faces were covered up by masks. Masks that were needed because of the difficult scenario, but they covered everyone's faces to the point where all you could see were eyes of worried and tired employees. The threat of getting sick and stranded in Florida was a constant 
constant looming threat over our heads. Intrusive thoughts popped into our brains about the germs on the chairs we were sitting in, the people coughing in line in front of us. Everyone could have been a threat. Honestly, we talked about going home. It really wasn't the same. It almost seemed like the magic and hope that was normally in the park was covered by a cloud of uncertainty and danger. We decided to try to put our thoughts aside and hope that our positivity would awaken this magical place into the same place we always knew it was. On the third day of our trip, we went to Animal Kingdom. Knowing the layoffs and cuts that parks in Wisconsin made, I was really, really worried that it would happen to the zoo too. Walking into Animal Kingdom is a really, really long walk from the Disney bus stop where when you stay at Disney, the buses drop you off, to the entrance of the park where you can sign in. There were so many plants reaching over the rails as if to say hi to the guests instead of normal Disney workers greeting you. It added a fun new light to the park. Walking up to the gate, my mom's sister and I My dad likes to sleep in in the mornings, and I honestly don't blame him. Tapped into the park with our magical... They gave you the okay to come into the park. Past the ticket check-in, the path divided in two directions, and leads back together at the top of the hill. Kind of like those double staircases in mansions in the movies. You know, the one the girl in the really pretty dress walks down. Right when we entered one of the paths... All of the plants on that path were so big. Going from January in Wisconsin to January in Florida makes you really appreciate green foliage so much more than normal. The air in the green tunnel just seemed to awaken your soul. The plants let the perfect amount of light in to make you feel like you were in an actual jungle. The air plants, pothos, and vines draped down just far enough to appear untouchable to the point where you questioned if they were even real or if this whole entire thing was an illusion. Each eye of the path had an animal from the zoo that you could admire from a distance. Plants were perfectly placed to block some of the view of the animal but not to the point where you needed to move anything to see the animals like the adorable anteater on the side that we chose. It feels like you were peeking through the bushes in the jungle to see an unknowing animal, and it brought me back to the magical park I always remembered. My sister was so excited to get into the park, understandably, and wanted me to get a move on through the plant section so I would stop nerding out. It was so amazing that there was the same nostalgia I remembered, but also new things that I'd never noticed before. The plants must have had time to grow back with the absence of the visitors, and I always found beauty in that. At the end of the path, it led to the top of the hill where you looked over a huge sloping bridge that led to the Tree of Life. Now, I don't know if you've seen the Tree of Life, but when you get back to Disney, the first time you see the Tree of Life, it is so magnificent and so breathtaking that it demands that you take a second to admire it. And people pause at the top of the hill. The pace picked up as we went to the island where the Tree of Life sat in the middle of the park. And we talked about where we wanted to go next. I pulled out my phone to see the map. And all of a sudden, the orchestra sang and a voice came out of the rocks and roots 
saying, welcome to Winged Encounters. I realized at that moment what was happening. My sister, on the other hand, heard wings and ran to the closest gift shop to hide from the show. She is deathly afraid of birds. My mom and I walked over to the outdoor area that almost didn't seem like a stage at all. Just a whole bunch of tree roots, rocks, and bushes, and in the middle was an interpreter talking. Then, from behind the big tree of life, we saw a single macaw fly out, calling to the interpreter and landing on a perch that a person was holding right next to me. I honestly don't know if she walked over to me or if I walked over to her. All I know is I was enamored by this bird. The woman holding the post tells the macaw to jump to a new perch that another person is holding and people crowd around that bird like crazy. The macaw is so smart and I can't believe that he wasn't exhibiting any stress signs while sitting in a giant crowd of people trying to get closer to him. Then they called him off the perches onto the rock right next to the interpreter. And before I knew it, she said, look to the skies to see our macaws flying in. I didn't see anything at first and thought something was wrong, but then I heard their calls off in the distance. I looked to my right and saw these birds flying out from a perfectly positioned tree. About 30 birds were flying, calling to each other with music blaring all around us. They flew in circles above us and their beautiful multicolored feathers filled the sky. More and more kept appearing and I was baffled by the control that they had over these birds. All of a sudden, the birds descended to their perch right above my head. They were landing so close to us that people were ducking and I could feel the wind off of their feathers hit my head. Then, all of them landed on the same perch that the original bird was on and they all got treats for their perfect performing behavior. From there, I remember the interpreter talking more and she talked about macaw conservation. There was a blue-throated macaw there, which was actually one of the rarest macaws in the world. She talked about how less than 300 of their species were left in the wild. It was so impactful that I got to see this bird in person. They also told us that they were working with organizations to help breed and release these birds to repopulate the wild. This good news gave me hope in the future that I was so needing. A few minutes later, the birds are off flying over our heads again, making their beautiful, colorful circle, their colors catching and changing in the sunlight, and their calls forming a crescendo in the air. They moved down the path to go back behind the tree they came from and disappeared, just like that. I took a deep breath and felt my soul come back into my body. I started looking around and saw my mom in tears of happiness. I also had tears in my eyes, but she was crying, crying. She said that she could see me up on that stage and bringing other people to tears and inspiring this world to make it a better place. I was that voice for animals. Knowing that I had my mom's validation for my decision was the final piece to crush this doubt I was feeling. Disney gave me the excitement of what I wanted to do, but she believed that I could do it. 
And that is sometimes all you need from a parent. I was thankful that she told me, but I was worried about my sister and where she was in this big theme park. A bit of me was also in disbelief that any of this happened and I needed a second process. Finding my sister helped me come back to Earth before I got too lost in the clouds. Once I found her, we were all back in the gift shop and I finally let it sink in and cried over a Disney mug as I thought about the amazing things that I had just seen. Not because I was sad, but because I knew I could be that person. I was that woman speaking up on that pedestal saving the world. I believe everything happens for a reason and the timing of that day was perfect. I think that I was meant to see that show. I walked into the rest of the park that day knowing that my life was going to go down this path. Everywhere I looked I saw inspiration for nature and things I would be able to inspire other people with. Animals, plants, ecology, culture, life, unity, all of these things that we can use to bring people in nature together. Even though it's hard to make it in this field, it is what my interests and experience prepared me for. My heart says I need to be in this career and I might as well try to succeed in something I love because I can always fail at something I hate. That park also gave me stability that I so badly needed. When this world and our lives seem so out of control, grounding ourselves in something that will always be there is an unchanging reality. That realization helped me lean into that fact, and now I trust that I have a purpose in this world. I always wished I could live at that park when I was younger, but I understand now that that isn't the purpose. It is to inspire people and send them back into the world to make it a better place. Now I look out my window and I don't just see plants and animals. I see homes and relationships and art in nature, leaves dancing in the wind, superpowers of animals. There's no limit to your imagination. Life is changing and COVID definitely reminded us of that. Making sure we don't let life beat us down is so very important. Fear is contagious, but so is joy. Trying to put Disney magic into the world through education is something that I have been born to do. I've never been so solid in that fact. Now before I end, I want to leave you with a quote that I found at the end of one of my favorite movies. Around here, however, we don't look back for very long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious. And curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Walt Disney said that, and I know with a little work, anyone can find the strength to hope in the future and keep moving forward. Thank you for listening in to Swez's Podcasts, and I hope to see you next time. has been a production of Project Understory. A special thanks to Create Portage County in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Check them out at createportagecounty.org for their many resources available to local artists and creatives. We hope we entertained and inspired you today to encounter nature in new and